uh, is the lovely Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks very much for asking. Very welcome. Um, <laughs> Stephanie Wickmere, is that right? That is right. And is that your real name or is that your actor name? That is my acting name. Ah. <laughs> my real name is Stephanie Moore. Ah. And I have actually met the professional Stephanie Moore as well. Oh. Which, ironically, is not her real name. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's so annoying. So, yeah. <laughs> Why does she change it? I think hers was... Her? I thought about it. No, she's lovely, absolutely <laughs> lovely. But um, I think hers was a married name or something, or it was something oh. along those lines, I believe. So yeah. So why Whitney? Is that a? I debated it for a long, long time and decided that I would not change my first name because otherwise I'd be standing there and someone would be going Paula, Paula, or whatever, and I'd just be like, mm, Yeah. What? They do say <laughs> that if you are going to change your name, just to change the surname because it's hard yeah. after twenty odd years to learn a new first name. Yeah, exactly. And it turns out uh, I had to take my sister. I'm from Norwich, and I had to take her out into the wilds of Norfolk, and I started looking at all the place names. And oh. went off on my own journey on Google Maps, as you do, and found Wickmere and just connected with it. Oh, nice. Googled it. No one else has it. It's mine. Fantastic. <laughs> I had, um, so you know when you have to apply, don't you, to have your name? Yes. Yeah. No one had Lauren Reed, luckily. So I, I am, I've remained Lauren Reed, but they, um, you have to provide your options, don't you? You do, You still yeah. have to get like options one, two, and three. And I remember sitting there and like, would watch the credits of every single TV show I watched just to kind of see if any surnames jumped out of me. I'd be like, oh, that's quite nice. Oh, that's quite cool. <laughs> it's such a weird process. I it think. is. It really is. But it's, I think it's quite, as a woman, I think it's nice that you can own your name in that way. Like, you can, you can pick it rather than being given it. And obviously, it's traditionally your dad's name. And if you choose to get married and if you choose to change your surname then there's that option as well but it's it, as an actor you can kind of there's always that element that's yours that you've picked and you've claimed it yeah totally um so you're from norfolk norfolk yeah whereabouts uh so i'm from just north of the city a little i was about to say village but it's not out in the sticks it is part of norwich right suburb maybe okay yeah uh called old Gatton. oh nice so yeah grew up there lived there all my life nice so we have one of our Forks ladies, Katie Anna. She is from Norfolk. Oh, really? So you can, you can be all Norfolk-y together <laughs> when you meet her. Brilliant. There's so many people that don't leave, but then as soon as you do, all you do is meet people from Norfolk. Oh, really? <laughs> one of my jobs that I do, someone who actually went to my middle school works there as well. No way. I had no idea. Such a small world. It is a small <laughs> world. It really is a small world. Um, so how long have you lived in London? It is now four months, five months. Fresh off the boat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what brought you to London? Why London? Um, acting, really. Uh, so I went to university to study. Uh, that was in Gloucestershire. And then when travelling for a bit, moved back home, mum and dad saved up and realised it was now or never. Is that or get a proper job and buy a house. So came to London to be an actor. Yeah, don't do that. Don't grow up. No. Growing up's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you study at uni? I did performing arts. Okay. So yeah. Lovely. And was that a three year? It was, yeah. And how did you find that? One of the best experiences I've ever had. And for me it was... So to go off on a bit of a tangent, I used to want to be a vet. I wanted to be a veterinary surgeon up until about the age of 18 when I failed my A-levels. Um, but university was always something I wanted to do. So I was really pleased that I went and studied something that I loved. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, it was a crazy three years. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And so what sort of things did you... So performing arts, I assume you did the, all the three... All three, yeah. 
a lot of devising actually as well in physical theatre. One of our lecturers there, Gillian, uh, she was really into that sort of side of things. So I love working in that kind of way. Amazing, amazing. Mm. Singing, how are you with singing? I need to be more confident, if I'm honest. But yeah. I, can, I can sing, I can hold a tune. It's all good. That's the same with me. I just. But if you ask me to stand up and sing something, I'm going to be quite shy about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Because I just. Yeah, no confidence. I think I think I can hold a tune, but also like I can't really read. I can follow music. I can't yeah. really read music, and I, I would absolutely would not be able to. You know, karaoke maybe. Yeah. If I was very drunk, I would much rather be playing my flute. So I, I'm an actor musician as well. Ah. So. so how long have you been playing the flute? Years. I don't know how many. Probably since about the age of fourteen. So that's eleven-ish. Wow. Eleven-ish yeah. years. Um, but I've also recently, the last couple of months, taken up the accordion. How cool is that? So that's going really well. Really enjoying that. Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> is that how you're learning? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a really great series on there. I think the shop's called Liberty Bellows, and they've got a guy going through it. All, and it's like a song, each one, that you learn. But he's really teaching it really well. That's so good. So, yeah. How amazing is that? Yeah. Where should you pick up an accordion from? Well, uh, this is when I was back in Norwich, and there's a group there called the Troshes, and they... Of the slightly older generation, um, but they hire out instruments if you join them. And the irony being here that I went along to one of their lessons or one of their group practicing sessions because yeah. they do concerts as well. Okay. And um, Trosher's is actually Norfolk for trying. I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> so I tried and I really liked it. So paid my deposit, took it back home. And then my parents are quite musical as well. So my, I was like, oh, I finally got it because I've been talking about it for months, as you do. Been looking online but hadn't done anything. And mum had a little go on it. And my dad had a go on it. And I didn't really start playing, like I said, till about three months ago. Mm. So this is more like nine months ago. Since then, my dad has played every day. Oh, he wow. now he then joined the Troshers. And oh. my mum started playing as well. And she now plays for the Troshers. And my dad also plays for the next one up, the sort of intermediate band. And they play in concerts together and they practice together at home. Oh, my and God. And it's really cute. It's an accordion love story. <laughs> Look at that. You've started a trend. I know. And, I, and then I finally got round to it. So. <laughs> Life. Life is busy. Indeed. There can't be many accordion players. I don't know. I, I felt there were loads and then now I don't know. Definitely not a younger generational Possibly thing, not. I don't think. I, I don't know, know one or two people that play. Yeah. But I don't know. Is it, do you need to know the, how to play the piano? You wouldn't have to. I'd say it helps. So for one side, you do have the piano keys. Yeah. And that side, for me, was the easiest to learn. For me, there's been about three parts. You've got that side, which is weird because it's vertical rather than horizontal. Yeah. But it is still the same, so it's not impossible. The other side is just buttons. And having to learn what they are and the relation to each other so you can play, it's like learning a different language. Wow. So I only know about four or five of them at the moment. Okay. Just because you've got to build it up and yeah, yeah, build yeah. it up. Um, and then you've got the breathing of the bellows as well. That's one of the tricky bits, definitely. That does look the trickiest, I have to Just say. to remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I meant to be breathing out. That was when I first started. Yeah. Oh, I meant to be Just moving. Like, uh, uh, not making any noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've run out of air. Right, let's go the other way again. <laughs> so how is London treating you then? London's treating me okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a tricky, like, first month finding work. Yeah. Yay. Um... But yeah, it's been it's been good. Still finding my feet, definitely, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling feeling good. Yeah, loving it. <laughs> so, what have you been working on then uh, since you've been here in terms of in terms of acting? Obviously, in terms of acting, not the non-acting no, stuff. We don't want to know that. Dull. In terms of acting, I've been doing quite a lot of corporate work. 
a lot of corporate axing, uh, a lot with car companies, which has been interesting. And it has actually really helped me as an actor, like especially to be more naturalistic as well, mm. because you have to be believable in those situations. So that's been really interesting. Just this last week, I have been working with the National Youth Theatre and also with the charity Quorum. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a piece about unaccompanied minors who are refugees, about how they make their journey over and what happens when they get here and also the struggles they face, particularly around wow. sleep. Sleep's one of the hardest things for them because they're literally hardwired to be awake at night and to sleep in the day. They've done it for months and months on end. And it's one of the things that prevents or can prevent them integrating properly because they're just not sleeping at night. So then they're grumpy, same as we are. Yeah, like course, if we've got serious jet lag or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just feel off, you can't concentrate, you might end up getting aggressive as well. Yeah. And it's been absolutely fascinating to explore explore those stories and have a chance to tell it as well yeah so where were those stories sourced from what was the so uh, we're working with a writer called Jamila she wrote Quorum Boy um, quite a few years ago so she had written this as a short story um, because many years ago she was um, she moved here with her family so she had quite a big understanding of that and Quorum Boy was very popular I think it was put on here actually if I remember rightly I think it rings I'm pretty sure it was so you know she kind of already had that experience and um, she was asked by Quorum to to kind of could she bring something for this it was kind of like a gala event um, sort of an awareness raising evening with lots of different people from all kind of all different parts so we had a counsellor from Kent there there was a psychotherapist who's been working with all the sleep sort of side of things as well and lots of different people from Quorum and other people that are involved involved with the refugees so yeah it was sort of brought in from lots of different angles to tell this story for the evening and just to give kind of a bit more of a representation that people can connect to yeah because it's all very well talking yeah about sleep and talking about the struggles but it's not very it's not always easy to connect with so no i think as well we find it hard to relate to their situation because it's so alien to us to have to uh, you know we're incredibly lucky to be living in the country we're living in um and yeah to sort of boil it down to something that we can relate to like a lack of sleep you know there's plenty of knackered people out there <laughs> yeah it was a really great project to be a part of so how long does that go for then uh, so it was just the one performance it was just for this one evening and we rehearsed it in about six days wow okay so, so yeah, yeah quick turnaround yeah like mother locks exactly <laughs> <laughs> all good it's practice a, it's a good job we've had some practice <laughs> I know <laughs> So, Mother Logs, yes. welcome officially. Thank you very much. Um, what was it about Mother Logs that sparked your interest? It was really funny timing because I'd been having some conversations at work about motherhood and about it kind of got more onto the topic of conversation. Did people want to be mothers or, you know, and there were mothers there as well as part mm. of that conversation and it was just a really. It was it interested me as a topic anyway from that, and then I saw that you were looking for people for it, and I just kind of went, "Oh my god, yes! Like yes, I want to, I want to know more, and I want to explore that because for me, I'm not, I'm not convinced that I want children. I don't, I don't, I'm not made a solid decision on it, but I don't know. Hmm. To put it very simply, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of my friends at the moment, she's she's pregnant, and uh, I've got her baby shower next weekend. And she's sort of the first one of my close friends mm. to, to be having a child. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. But it's also really weird. And I just would love the opportunity to explore that with 
a group of fabulous ladies mm. and mm. see what everyone else thinks as well. I think it's what always got me about the the choice of motherhood is that it's always assumed mm. that you would. Yeah. And I think it's so inherently given to you that you will just get married and have kids that you forget it is actually a choice. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. And you can actually step back and kind of be like, maybe I do I really want to? Or is it just the assumption from society and close relatives and yes. things that you just will but yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a difficult one because I'm quite openly child free mm-hmm. um it's something it's something that's never really appealed to me fair enough but also for me this time around the show because obviously we explore different avenues because yeah. it depends the combination of women what yeah, things totally. but I just quite like to explore the difference between being a mother and being maternal because I'm told by my friends all the time, oh, you'd make a great mother. Because I'm quite maternal. Okay. But I've got no yearning. Like, my ovaries don't ache to bear a child. You know, some women do yeah. literally talk about it being painful. Yeah. And that never, ever has happened to me, ever. And I kind of look at kids and kind of go, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. Um, but that, for me, that, that relationship, what's the difference? Because I like caring for people. Yeah. So why does that make me maternal and not just a caring person? That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's something I want to explore this time mm. around. Yeah, it sounds just good for me. Just my little own little side yeah. project. <laughs> but I feel as well, it's not just necessary for me the choice of motherhood. It's the timeline mm. that everyone is on. Everyone seems to be on this treadmill, and there are these. I, I've never been like this. Like people have dates when they've got to be married by, when they've got to have kids by, when they've got to do this and they've got to do that, and I'm like. Oh, I've just turned, turned 25 like last month and I, my biggest fear I think was oh that's a quarter of way to 100 Ugh. there was no real I don't really have any big landmarks yeah that I've set and gone yes this has to be now it's yeah. like eh. if it happens great if it doesn't it doesn't yeah I, but then to talk to some of my friends so three of my closest friends they've all been in relationships for uh, over six years now all three of them and I'm the single one <laughs> which is also another interesting kind of dynamic I think yeah. as a woman and it's it's that thing of you know I love them all to pieces and they often joke so when are you getting married it's like you know this yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's not going to be me first <laughs> <laughs> statistically probably not it, I think and it's something certainly that even when I when I started the project mm. I thought, oh, there's a few avenues we can explore, and the more I do it, the more avenues open up, and the Completely. more, like, it's such a varied topic, and no two answers will ever be the same. And I think as well, it's often not always talked about. No, it's assumption, again. It's yeah. that social assumption. Exactly. Yeah. It's quite powerful to give women the platform who want children and can't, as well. Yes. Um, because that's something that's almost shaming there is a little element yeah, to I know it, what you and I mean. think they feel embarrassed mm. by the fact that they can't do the thing that naturally they're supposed to do. Totally. Um, and that, where does that shame come from, and why mm. is it there, and who is putting it on them? And, it, and again, it's the bloody society. Yeah. Um, but that's quite an interesting avenue to explore yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. So obviously we've chatted about how it works in terms of rehearsals and, yeah. and creating <laughs> it in a very short space of time. Yeah. Um, obviously it's still a month before we start rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> but from this point, thinking about it, what what things are you looking forward to doing and what things are you looking 
at and thinking, that's slightly terrifying, or anything that you might have some concerns about? I think number one for me is working with a group of just women yeah. is going to be a massive highlight for me. I've worked with a lot of kind of female heavy groups, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but never just with just women. So yeah. that's something I'm really looking forward to. In terms of challenges, I think it will be that whole rehearsal process and shaping it into a show but it's I wouldn't say it's something that worries me as much as just noticing that it's a mountain to climb yeah if that makes sense yeah acknowledging it yeah yeah I think if you're coming from a devising background as well it's not as scary because you never have a show to begin with (laughs) (laughs) never (laughs) and um, that I have worked with actors who don't do a lot of devising or certainly it's been a good few years since they have and you do get that little fear that creeps in and the worry um but if you're quite yeah if you're quietly confident that whatever will happen we will have a we will have a show by the friday because we have to (laughs) um i think for me as well i've done a lot of sight reading just recently i worked when i was in norwich with a company called uh, red duck productions and Mm. they did a scratch night once a month so we used to get handed a script at six o'clock and have a few goes through it with the group sometimes you'd get handed three scripts if some people had dropped out and they needed extra people yeah, yeah. <laughs> extra characters and at 7.30 you'd be performing it and just reading it and, yeah, you know, yeah. for me that's relaxed me so much with how I prepare and how I look at things and I would much rather jump in and see how it goes and if you have to go, oh, that didn't work okay, let's go this way instead and just get down to it yeah I always felt at uni there was a lot of talking and not always quite enough doing. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, for me, I like to crack and, on yeah, and just and allowing explore. yourself to fail. Yeah, it's 100%. a massive thing. And play. Yeah. Well, of course. One of my favourite things of acting is just playing. Yeah. That is what we're here for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, who in the acting world, mm-hmm. who would you say is your inspiration, for want of a better word? I who really look up to Gemma Arson. Yes, love her, Gemma, yeah, love her. I just love that she's she's had a very varied career and she's still doing kind of bits of everything and I never know what to expect from her next, Mm. I think is probably what I'd say. And there's still, whenever I find a film of hers that I haven't seen yet and I'd see it and it's something different again. Whereas one of my idols would be Tamsin Gregg. I saw her here at the National in Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night, yes. I love her. What a fabulous production that was. Oh my gosh. And the staging as well. Yeah. Just incredible. It was fantastic. I thought I thought she was fabulous. Completely. But I also really enjoyed I've completely forgotten her name. She's a fox. Um Oh but the the actor who played Olivia. Yes. Um I enjoyed her performance because sometimes I find Olivia can be a little bit yeah. I don't know how you spell that word. <laughs> um but a little bit moany and whiny and a bit spoiled yeah. bratish whereas actually she had a bit of gusto to her she really did her yeah. version which I thought was really interesting I loved the whole I thought it was so well balanced just mm. with all the characters and everything I got really excited when they brought a car on stage I don't know why I know <laughs> I know I was so excited I was like there's a car there's a car <laughs> <laughs> it's the simple things it's the really and the swimming pool yes yes that was epic that was good and I thought um, Andrew Agerchik was so brilliantly camp foppish yep hippish <laughs> there were so many issues going on with that characterisation oh it was fantastic he was just fab he was really watchable yeah 
Because again, you can get a bit sick and tired of that pairing a little bit if it's not done. You're like, yeah, you're the comedy characters, whatever. Let's yeah. get back to the plot. But actually, they kind of they were they stealing it. the show left, <laughs> right, and centre. So Tamsin Greg, yes, I agree. Very, very strong, strong performer. Yes. And again, surprises you what she does. I agree. Yeah. There's not. I mean, she does. She does love to play a hot mess. <laughs> I like that. I like that she plays flawed characters. I think that I agree. Is actually quite brave. Mm. I just and I love Greenwing. I know. I regularly rewatch it and Black Books. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like episodes? Yeah. Do you know? I didn't watch the second series. Oh, I kind okay. of. I liked the first series. Yeah. And then I tuned into episode one of the second series, oh. and I was like, and I, it just didn't grab me in the same way. Yeah. But I did like. I like Stephen Mangan as well. I do, yeah. <laughs> that totally relaunched Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, I know. Now he's on Top Gear. I know. But isn't that weird that he's just spent so many decades being Joey? Yeah. And you that's got to be quite a hard character to shrug off. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, he had his own TV step show. Yeah. Not very many series. <laughs> and then yeah, he got and then you just sort of became a recluse for however yeah. many years and then popped back up in episodes. And you're like, oh, hello. And I think it you. was such a good choice for him as well to be Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. In kind of in the same way that Will was always... Sorry, Will Smith was always yeah. Will on Fresh Prince. Yeah. I think that probably really helped for him now going into Top Gear. Yeah. But yeah. And being a bit more confident in your own skin, I think, as well. Yeah, like being, so. being Playing a heightened version of yourself yeah. must be one of the most so fun, much fun things to do because <laughs> you can be vile. Yeah. And do all the things that you really, really, really wish you... Would do. Yeah. But you never would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. So we've got... Okay, so turn again. And then any others? Any other admirable... Uh, I mean, there's so many. Whenever I watch them, I just love them. I mean, I will always be a massive fan of the likes of Dame Judi Dench, Julie Walters, uh, who else is Helen Mirren, you know, those sorts of... The stars. Just, look up to them so much they're incredible yeah different completely different ball games, yeah I will just bow down yeah. <laughs> so what was the last thing you saw in the theatre it was actually Wind in the Willows oh the one yeah. that's come to ah how was it I really enjoyed it great oh, cast yeah oh my gosh so good yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant I, I actually got a free ticket um, result I know so I was a bit like, well, okay, I'll go. That sounds great. Mm. <laughs> um, and ended up going with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in years um, to shout on Facebook because one of my friends couldn't go and was like, oh, anyone want to come? And he was like, yes. Turns out it's his absolute childhood favourite um, ever. So he was just loving it. Um, but yeah, it was so well done. Like, I loved the set and it was really, what's the word? Not spherical, but it was all like soft curves mm-hmm. throughout it. And the music was amazing. And the night I was there, probably shouldn't mention this, but um, they <laughs> something went wrong, like obviously wrong. Oh, but but don't you love it when something goes it was wrong? So good. Like, for me, that's just live theatre, yeah. and I loved how they dealt with it, and they acknowledged it, and then they carried on. Great. They dropped a snow globe and it smashed. Oh no! So it was in the middle of this really touching song, oh, <laughs> and no they were struggling not there. to laugh, yeah. and Ratty was there sweeping it up like <laughs> in character. Fantastic. But it, oh, I can't think of his name. That's so awful. I'm so bad with names. This is what you'll learn as well. Just... <laughs> Actually, I'm quite terrible. <laughs> I'm much better with faces. Yeah, 
Like, and I will have met someone for 30 seconds and see them five years later and gone, we've met. Yes. <laughs> I can't tell you how or why. Isn't it so annoying met. when you can't remember where you've met someone? Yeah. I've had it happen several times and we both know that we know each other. Yeah. No idea where from. Okay. You start rambling through things and you're just like... Or it gets to the point where you've seen each other so often and can't remember how you initially met. You then just decide on a time and that's it. Uh, yeah. Or it just gets too embarrassing to even start talking about it and you're yeah. just like, yes. What is worse is when they remember and you don't. <laughs> I hate that. That's so bad. But that has happened to me on... I want to say on a... I want to be like, oh, no, it doesn't happen very often. You know, once in a blue moon, but it probably happens more yeah. often than I care to admit. Yeah. yeah. Which is really bad. I don't think I've ever had that circumstance where I've met someone and completely forgotten that I've met them previously. I don't think I've forgotten I've met them. No. That's happened to my friend. forgotten who they were and it's so awkward we were together hi lovely to meet you and the other person instead of doing the polite British thing and going oh yeah nice to meet you went we've met actually and I'm there going oh this is so awkward (laughs) because you're so terribly British about it you just want to be polite and move on and pretend that it never happened it's just like right cool you're you're going there well done I've heard a story from one of my friends who I can't remember I can't remember whoever was involved but there was this one person that they'd met several times and every time they'd go, oh, it's lovely to meet you. And this was like three or four times. And it was getting to the point where her Britishness was like, no. If she says it again, I'm going to be like, we have met. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. There are um, mad. two friends of mine who are very close friends and they are now very close with each other. Yeah. But uh, Dave Saunders and Charlotte McCall. <laughs> <laughs> Named um, and shamed. Dave probably went five or six times introducing himself to Charlie um, to the point it got she would sort of mention to us she's like Dave's introduced himself to me again we're like okay well, that. And it became a bit of a joke and then when he did it about the fifth or sixth time we all in unison were like you've met her because <laughs> the poor girl was just like this is so bad oh, this no. is so bad and uh, yes so he will forever be re- remembered for that. being the guy that never remembered Charlie and they're very close <laughs> friends now which is wonderful oh good um, I want to ditch the d- dementia and uh, remember <laughs> that he actually met her but it just gets really bad yeah so Motherlogs at the Camden Fringe it'll be your first time at the Camden Fringe it will yes and have you have you ever been before ever experienced it no. in any way shape or form never but I love Camden it's very cool. It's so cool. And I love wandering around. And we're at the etc. So we're right in the very, very heart of yes. everything. And the lock is like a stone's throw away, which ah, would be very brilliant. exciting. Um, so we had the launch party on Monday. Yep. Um, so that went down very well. Good. Um, and got to meet some lovely people and see some lovely smiley faces. Good, good. And yeah, all systems go now. They're all kind of gearing up for it. But it promise it looks fantastic. I've had a quick flick through. Um, and obviously met a few people on Monday and, yeah. and kind of met some other producers and all of the shows look ace. So I think Amazing. it'll be really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Do you know anyone that's going to Edinburgh this year? Yes, I do. I was like, I know I know someone. My friend Hayley, um, she was doing some R&D with a company back in, it's in Norfolk or Suffolk. I think they might have just been over in the border in Suffolk. Mm. And um, I don't even know what their show's called. That's really bad. <laughs> Go see Hayley Evanette's show. She's going to hate me. Um, but yeah, so they've been using like puppetry and stuff. Hayley Evanette. See, we can just cut this bit out and then you look like a really good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Power of technology. I'll get her Facebook because it's got to be on there. 
Okay. Ah, a brief oh. timeline of enemies and friends. A brief timeline of enemies and friends. Interesting. Cool. Well, there you go. If you're in Edinburgh, so, yeah. go and see that show. I've not been able to see anything because I've been down here in London, but I've heard it's got puppetry in it and all sorts of things. It's cool. supposed to, I've got friends that have seen it and I highly recommend it based on their recommendations. Hey, so hey, hey. Go see it. That's what we <laughs> like. That's what we like. Um, have you ever been to Edinburgh? I have. Yeah. I went the year after I finished uni, or that summer after, yeah. uh, with uni people. And we did an ad- adaptation of The Water Babies. Oh, cool. So it was kind of a family show, musical adaptation. Nice. We were there for a week, so yeah. Oh, how did that work? Did I do you? like lots of physical theatre. Quite a lot, yeah. yeah. We were quite a large group. We were 16 odd of us, I think, or something. <gasps> wow, so it cast. was big cast, but lots of big movement and there were quite a few lifts and yeah, I was gonna say. physically things climbing the chimney it. and the smoke and stuff was interesting so yeah it How was good fun. it was good a very it all kind of steampunk kind of wow style on it as well so yeah it was really good oh amazing that sounds really cool i loved edinburgh so much have you been yeah i've been a couple of times yeah it's incredible it it kills you yeah oh, yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i was only there for a week and i was like if i did this for a month yeah it would be yeah, <laughs> it's draining. Um, but the buzz that's there is just—it's just so exciting amazing. that you take over the entire place, yeah, like the in entire every, city. Everywhere you go, there's something wonderful to see. And the free fringe now as well yeah. is so. Um, when that first started, it was a bit shit. Not gonna lie, like it was terrible. Some terrible, terrible. Or maybe I just made bad choices. Um, it's tricky. That was one of the hardest things. Is like figuring out what you want to see. Yeah. There's so much, there's so, so much. much on, and you want to as well. Typically, you'll always know about five or six people doing other shows. Yeah. So you want to go and support them, and then um, uh, obviously you get your free venue pass. Yeah. So then you stick within your own little <laughs> bubble. Um, but yeah, there's just so much, so much. Mm. But hey, Camden, I'm so excited for Camden. So excited. Twelve years it's been going. Really? Yeah. No idea. I didn't know that either. Wow. They, to- they told me that on Monday. Um, yeah. And so after Mother Locks, do you have anything planned? Not anything lined up at the moment. So if anyone would like to employ me as an actor. There we go. And come and Email come me. And, come and see Steph <laughs> in Mother Locks. 23rd to the 27th of August. Um, all right then. Well, um, yeah, audiences are starting to pile in now for tonight's show. So uh, I think we'll probably... Um, be outnoised shortly so we shall call that a night uh, and that's it and, and join us for the next spotlight on um, whichever mother log actor comes up next I don't know because I haven't found this out yet um, <laughs> so we'll find out I'll see you soon bye bye <laughs>